What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching only the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Eric Fidel, and on today's episode, we are talking about whether or not you should consider rebranding your online presence, whether this be your Instagram, your website, your YouTube thumbnails, whatever it may be. This is something that it's good to keep in mind every once in a while because it's very easy for us to just build a website and it starts getting some sales and a couple of years pass. For for those of you that are more veteran, you kind of know like it's easy to leave your website as it is for a, a few months or hopefully not years, but I certainly know of cases where people have not modified their website in years um, just because it's working um, and it makes you not think you should. And there's something to say about, you know, why fix what's not broken. Uh, but there's also something to say for, you know, if it, you're going to want to make sure it's always up to date and, you know, the true representation that you're looking to give out of you and your company. So let me start by sharing why I chose to rebrand myself in a lot of different aspects recently. Uh, for those of you who are interested in that, and then at the end of the episode or, you know, the back half, probably the back 10 minutes or so, I will spend going over some things that you can do for your brand immediately, some changes that you can make to your website or to your Instagram bio that will really help, okay? So really make sure you listen to the end of the episode or just skip you know, a few minutes ahead if you don't want to hear why I chose to rebrand recently. But I figured um, for those of you who are personal brands, this could be valuable information and might give you some a new way to look at your own business. So this is also not me saying that this was necessarily the right move because it's way too early to say that this is going to work out better. However, I do feel better about just my uh, myself and my company with how I'm going to go at it from here. So a couple of the things that I did, uh, my YouTube thumbnails, I basically just spent a few hours going through and my, I'm just not a good graphic designer. I've had to learn that as I go and I've just more formulated my content strategy to what is within my realm of content design. So I do more like screenshots of Twitter quotes, which obviously requires zero graphic design skills. And then I do, um, I'm doing some reels and uh, that requires a little bit of editing, but really not too difficult. And then as far as my carousels go, I just changed from them being these you know, crazy seamless carousels that was something that I did need to hire out because that's not what I have the artsy brain for um, to just more like seamless carousels that are like black background, white text, and then just doing a little bit of design play with, uh, you know, with the fonts and, uh, you know, an image or two. So you can kind of see what I'm talking about on my social bamboo underscore is what my new Instagram name is. So I changed my Instagram name. And uh, you can see what I'm talking about, but I just more changed my content design strategy to fit within my realm of expertise so that I could still do it myself um, just because I, I had a little, I have too much back and forth when I have graphic designers on my team. And a lot of that's me just trying to be too controlling and a perfectionist or whatever. Um, but I think a large part of that is also because my account before was just my name. And I think as soon as I would have any kind of content that would lose any bit of myself just because I was posting it under just Derek Vidal is why I was a little bit more controlling of having the content 
like look how I want it to look. So now that I switched it to social bamboo, some of the reasons behind that is one, I don't document like Derek Vidal's life on that page. Like I have a little bit and I felt like that's kind of been because, uh, you, you know, I felt inclined to because it's been my name, but I'm like, I don't really want that to be on this account. I'm not really trying to document too much. Like I, I, I will a little bit, but I'm just like not a natural influencer. I'm not someone who really wants to, you know, constantly put things on my story. I just kind of like to put out like updates about social media on there. And I'm like, it's kind of just more appropriate that social bamboo is the name of the account for what the content is. And I also just kind of wanted to switch my personal account back to just my name. I had it changed before, so it couldn't really be found very easily so that when you guys would type in my name, you would only find the podcast account. Um, And just for the sake of, you know, still maintaining a personal Instagram account, I was like, I'm just going to have this be my name and, you know, go public with that one. And that is not an account that you guys should follow. Maybe in a couple of years, I'll be like, all right, everyone go follow my personal now. But for right now, that is, you know, not going to pertain to you. If if you just want social media tips, be sure to just follow Social Bamboo. But what I did is I put my uh, Social Bamboo, you know, tag in my Derek Fidel bio just for people who accidentally find, uh, you know, type in my name instead because there's so many podcast episodes out there that say, go follow me at Derek Fidel. So that's why this is also a pain in the ass and, you know, why a lot of you don't need to do this. Like, like it's not a good idea for me in the fact that I have so much, you know, written text out there uh, to follow me at Derek Fidel as well as audio text that will never change not audio text, but you get what I'm saying, uh, that will never change that says to follow me at Derek Fidel. But, you know, I've got my basis covered because if they find that account, they will be able to find my social media account as long as they just look at my bio. Uh, But I'm sure I'll naturally get some followers on my personal page because I did it this way, which is certainly not my goal. Um, But uh, I just kind of wanted to separate the two and also make it so Social Bamboo was not just me, you know, it's it's more of a company than just me. So that's why I was also like wanting to do that. Now, the reason why I didn't do it before, it, it, like one of the main reasons why is because social bamboo clean like that does not exist as an Instagram handle. It's already taken and that person won't respond to me and social.bamboo is taken. So I had to be social bamboo underscore. And that's why I was like, oh, I'll just be Derek Fidel. But yeah, social bamboo underscore is where you can find me now. And the reason why for the name change, like why I did it now was because I did a content strategy change. And the reason why I did that is because I was before my nine by 16 strategy was so vertical video strategy for those of you who don't follow what I'm saying with 9x16 that's just the format of TikTok and Reels as well as YouTube Shorts was how can I make content that works on TikTok, YouTube Shorts and Instagram. So the Instagram hack series like I tried that really was not working on TikTok at all. <laughs> it makes sense. Um they're working okay on YouTube Shorts and then they work pretty well on Instagram as you can imagine. And that's where most of my followers are because you guys are listening to an Instagram prime Instagram marketing primarily podcast. This is a social media marketing podcast, but we definitely talk about Instagram the most. Uh, and it's not just because that's where my expertise is. It's really where most of your attention should still be from a marketing standpoint is Instagram and uh, Facebook and Instagram paid ads. 
is still where most online entrepreneurs focus is and should be. So for that reason, I was creating content that was, you know, geared to how could it post on all rather than how can I make content, you know, that is exactly what my Instagram audience wants without respect to the other ones. So recently I decided just because none of my social media content is working on TikTok and it's just that app is still it's such a beautiful thing because it is such pure social media content over there still like it is so hard for marketers to fit in and there's just part of me that I'm just like I'm not looking to <laughs> to be over here marketing yet and uh I don't really care about building like a huge personal brand at least at this point in time on TikTok because I don't want to do what goes in line with that. I'm not saying it's not important, but as far as how to do it, it's not my thing anymore, and I don't really want to put out TikToks. So I I went private on TikTok. I do have like over 17K followers. It's because I did two posts that went viral, and neither of them had anything to do with, you know, me or my company, because all of the content that I put over there that does like flops, and most importantly, I was realizing that I was starting my content creation process from the lens of what's trending on TikTok and using those audios and then just putting it on reels. Um, and then it would just do however it would. And a lot of times it would do really well, especially if it was uh, an audio that was trending on reels at that time too. But ultimately, I think it was just a little bit there's something that always bugs me about online content that doesn't actually help people. And um, I think for my particular market, as you can tell, like I'm doing a long form podcast right now, like the level of explanation I'm giving you here can't really happen on Instagram. This is just how I prefer to deliver content. And I was kind of cramming myself more into the trends. And I think for a lot of you, that's exactly what you should do. <laughs> if you if you love doing TikTok trends and Instagram Reels trends and just you know doing your business's version and it's going well, you probably should not change what you're doing at all. Don't take my personal story as something that you definitely should do because like I said, this is a recent change for me, so we'll see how it goes, but I still do feel confident in it. I just wanted to put out content that was unique to me and where I felt like I could be the most valuable, and that's always something that you guys should ask yourself, because for me, doing the trends and the lip syncs and uh, such like that, I think I got decent at lip syncing, <laughs> but uh, it also, I didn't feel like I was truly being helpful and I wasn't getting a lot of followers, all right? I was getting a lot of views and my reels were not bringing in any followers. And that's why I kind of knew they like my lip syncs enough to give me a like, but they don't really like it enough to be like, I need more of this from this guy. I think there's a lot of people who are better at me at that style of content that are in the social media marketing realm, right? Just to name a few who have gained hundreds of thousands of followers by posting reels, Instacoach Mike, Brock Johnson, and um, the Pink Sparrow, I believe is her account. It might like be like Pink Sparrow official or something like that. Uh, those three just, just post so many reels and I kind of try to play that game, um, but it's just not where... I feel like I can win or be my best self at. So that's why I ultimately decided to say, look, I've got a nice camera and that's 
something that they're not using. So let's, you know, try to go a different way. Um, so I think there's something to say about you want to mess around with what's working for everyone else so that you can see if it works for you too. And that will always give you results and data. Like no matter what, going out there and modeling what's already working is a great place to start because you know there's a solid chance it will work. And no matter what, it will give you some experience. Um, for me, I was kind of just wanting to go my own way here because I feel like I know I want to just create my own content of what I feel like will be most helpful. So that's kind of why I did those changes. And um, and yeah, I changed all my thumbnails because I was like, I can make these better. And on YouTube, the video is never truly dead. So if your video is not getting views, go change the title or go change the thumbnail. I went through my website and I changed a lot of verbiage on there. I made sure every link was working. And I think for a lot of you, you'll go on your website. If you really tried to click every link and order your own product, you'd find a lot of uh, things that don't work uh, or are spelled wrong or um, or unclear or are not truly written with the customer in mind. Like you wrote it because you are knowledgeable about your product, but you didn't write it in a clear way for someone who knows nothing about your product to understand. So like go back through your website. I think it's a really good idea for all of you to even schedule a day right now if you want to, you know, take some action on it and just sit down and then reapproach your business from every angle. And I will give a counterpoint to this as well because there's something to say about not judging your content and your business from a negative lens, right? Like I recently archived like a hundred Instagram posts and I've done this before. Uh, I've done it twice now. The first time when I got my account back, because if you listen since around like episode a hundred or so, I got my Instagram account disabled. And once I got it back, like I had already started a new account and I was like, all right, let's, you know, up level and, when I got my old account back, I thought it looked so bad compared to my new account that I was like, I'm rebranding and I archived a bunch and I went at it that way. And a lot of it's because like, I have not been good at graphic design. Like I look back at my old graphic design and it's like, why did I think this looked good? Or I didn't even think it looked good. I had just spent enough time on it before that I'm like, all right, just post it already. Um, so now I kind of have my rules for graphic design on how to do it in a way that I can do uh, my simple design in a way that looks good, but before I really, you know, couldn't make graphic design that look good, and I was just so experimental with trying to, you know, repost things and make memes, and I was just really, I, I've just been extremely experimental the whole time, which is the, you know, one of the few reasons why I can even come out with the social media marketing podcast. So it's not something that I should change, but for me, it was, uh, you know, like I don't regret any of those posts at all. I'm not looking at it through the lens of like. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. Um, but I also am like, I, I can't believe this is what I was able to do before based on what I'm able to do now. So it's more looking at it from like a proud lens. But I do like to archive old posts. And, and a lot of you don't need to do this. One, because, you know, you've always just been good at um, taking pictures or doing your form of content. It all looks great. And also because people rarely are going to scroll down to your page to see your old content. They're just going to spend... Uh, time looking at the top part of it to see, you know, if they want to follow you or not. But, you know, the stuff at the bottom, you're not going to go there. But I just kind of wanted to archive it uh, because it was just, uh, it it felt right to me. And I would just prefer to do it. And some of it wasn't 
you know, a good representation of the, the content that I wanted to put out anymore. So that's why I ultimately chose to do it. Um, but anyways, guys, let's go into the real me and the potatoes here. So here are two things that all of you need to do right away that should really help out your brand. The first one is that your Instagram bio needs to say what you sell and to who. I know it sounds pretty obvious, right? But so many of you don't have this. And this has to be the first sentence of your bio too. So let's say that you are a company that sells clothing to people who love to travel and your whole thing is it's like the most comfortable clothing out there. If your bio doesn't say something along the lines of comfortable apparel for travelholics or comfortable apparel for the avid traveler, you know, something along those lines, and it just says made in USA, uh, all items 70% off on our website, uh, check out new design below or follow us on TikTok. If you do not say who you who you sell to and what you sell in your bio, you're not doing like the most basic marketing that needs to happen. And that is the first impression that someone needs to know of your company is what you sell. If the first thing you would say to someone, if when they ask, what does your company do? And you'd be like, oh, made in the USA. Like that wouldn't make any sense, right? So if someone asks you, what does your company do? Like that's the first line of your bio. It's just who you sell to. So for me, I say I help entrepreneurs entrepreneurs build their first profitable Instagram ad campaign. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. That's just what I do, okay? If you don't let people know what you do right away, then your social media marketing won't really work from there because they will only really go to your account um, pretty much like the first time they ever follow you. It's rare that people actually like scroll through your account after they follow you. They more just see your content in their feed. So that for that reason, you know, unless every post you do is telling people what you sell, which is not a good idea, um, then you're not able to let them know, right? So if the first thing, the first impression they get of you is you just saying, you know, we make this for these people, then every post you do, regardless if it's sales related or not, from there will be a subconscious reminder of what you sell because you gave them that proper introduction. So um, you, you just need to say in your bio, call out your target customer by name and say how you help them. All right, that's more what you're saying is how you help them, right? And just naturally, that's what you sell. But just let people know what what you do, like what your company's uh, solution it solves is right away. And that should be in your Facebook bio and that should be your LinkedIn bio, like everywhere. Your first thing um, that people see from your company's social media pages should you just be saying what you sell. The other thing is your link, your Instagram link. For a lot of you, this is just your homepage page. 
And your homepage should only be your link if your homepage is really good at sending people down your sales process. Otherwise, in order to really make social media sales happen, you need the link to essentially be the start of your sales process. Um, or you can be promoting certain things at a uh, at a time if that's where your focus is. Like for me, if I come out with a new YouTube video, you know, I might have that be my link or the focus of my link tree. Um, but for a lot of you, you have like a link tree with like eight links. Um, you never want to go above five links, I would say, in a link tree. And even then, I'm still so much more of a single link type person for most people. Um, for me, you know, I've got it so you can access my podcast through my links. And then I've also got, you can access whatever I'm trying to sell at that time. And then I may or may not have a piece of content, whether that be a YouTube video or a podcast. But for me, it's usually three things that I have there. And what a lot of people do is like, they'll do that. And then they'll be like, Oh, I want to promote a new thing. And they just add it as a new link. And you just put all these links and you're designing. <laughs> this is like ultimately what a lot of people do wrong with their branding in, in terms of marketing it, uh, wrong is that you, um, you design it as if people were going to read all of it. If they see nine links, they will read none of them. They will click on none of them. They will instantly exit. If they, if you give them nine options to click on, they don't say, ooh, time to read them all. They just don't do it. You need to make your website and everything about your online presence designed for someone with almost no attention span whose goal is to not spend money with you or to give you more time than they need to. There's so many other things that they should be doing rather than being on social media. <laughs> There's so many other things that they could be doing that would probably be more entertaining to them. So, you know, their attention span is so short that you can't use that many links. You want it to be a lot more guided. And for most of you, it should just be one link um, that goes to the start of a sales process. So if it says, you know, check out our new, you know, hoodie now on sale, like then that's your promotion at that time. Have it linked to that your link should be changing all the time, all right? If it's time to promote a new video, then that's what it should be. And then after you're done with that, it changes. Um, but very few of you should have the same link for more than a month or so if you're doing it properly. You should be promoting different things um, unless you have like one offer that you sell. And like, like if you're someone, if you're a coach and you have a free book, You'd probably have that free book funnel, which, you know, will have plenty of upsells on it after you do your free plus shipping book. Um, it, like that would probably be a phenomenal bio link to keep for many months. Um, but for most of you, uh, the start of your sales process um, or your your new products and your offers and all that changes all the time. So you should be fluctuating with it. And the last line of your bio should be telling people why they should click the link. You also need to know that no one's going to click your link without a solid reason why. And them saying, oh, this is a cool company. I want to check out their stuff is not a thought that happens. <laughs> they don't, oh, I'll just browse around here. It's not like that. It's this is the most entertaining thing or I don't click it. So you need to, the last line of your bio has to say why they would click it, whether it be because there is a deal on your website or because, you know, you're offering value in some way or you're promoting a blog, but you wouldn't say, you know, new blog post below, you would say, learn how to burn fat in these seven new ways at the article below, right? Like you just have to spice it up a little bit. So just know that largely you do have to sell that website click in order for it to really happen. The last thing that I'm going to say for a rebranding for you guys, uh, kind of what I said before, a lot of you are really good at selling your offer in 10,000 words, 
but a lot of you aren't very good at selling your offer in one sentence. And in order for marketing to really be effective, it has to be, uh, you have to be able to sell your product in way less time and way less, way less frequency with the customer. So if you have a marketing message that was like pretty good, but on average, someone needed to see it like eight times before they bought versus if you have a marketing message that's so good that people buy it the first or second time they hear from you. Now you either, you know, don't have to pay nearly as much uh, for your paid ads before they get a conversion. Um, but also your organic marketing like actually has a chance to work because if your marketing message is low and then, you know, organic marketing, they're only going to hear from you so much, um, especially in terms of like trying to sell something, then you need to be able to sell it within the first couple times they hear about it from you. And a lot of you have great offers that are totally worth it with a marketing message that needs to be heard eight to 10 times and you don't get it out that frequently, nor should you like have your focus there. You need to have your focus in making a more compelling marketing message that is designed to sell to people within a sentence or two. I'm gonna do it later this week. Later this week, the episode I'm gonna give you guys on marketing will turn you into a better marketer in half an hour than anything else ever has, I promise you. All right, in half an hour, in the next episode, maybe it'll be even shorter because it's just gonna be such a concise marketing point. It's the number one thing you're all doing wrong with marketing and it will make so much fucking sense, all right? So subscribe because on Thursday, I'm gonna drop a knowledge bomb on you guys where I'm just going to spell out the number one thing that everyone does wrong with marketing and how to fix it and I promise you will be a substantially better marketer by the end of next podcast episode. Um, but you need to be able to sell your product in less words. Think about Apple. How did Apple really come onto the scene before? Because um, they've actually had a lot of direct competitors at every step of the way. Back when they were coming out with computers, the names of their competitors were like XB12Z43, and then they were the Macintosh. All right, so um, the thing that App- Apple has done better is they have had marketing clarity. And this is what a lot of you don't have. You have marketing clarity if you had all of their attention span. But because you have a limited attention span of theirs, your marketing does not clearly get its message across in the amount of time proper. So um, what Steve Jobs was really good at is not just the technology, but also the marketing. He was really brilliant at. So think about like the iPod. How did they sell the iPod? Did they say 256 gigabytes, it's got this playback speed, Um, These are all of the features. It's got a calculator. Uh, You can change the screen brightness. Or did they just say 1,000 songs in your pocket? That's what they said, 1,000 songs in your pocket. That's the only reason they're buying it. Every, all those other things are just like features that are like should be included and naturally, right? That's the reason why they will choose to buy another one later. All those little features like, oh, the, you can set the bright, brightness, that's cool, right? Uh, oh, it's really smooth playback. None of that matters in terms of how much info is necessary to make a purchase. And that's what a lot of marketing needs to be based around is you're giving the amount of information that needs to be given to make a purchase and uh, none else <laughs> unless it's asked for it or you p- display it in a part of your website that is more for people that are like digging around but you're not trying to you know get that information in front of everyone because it's not necessary to make a sale you're just putting in front the necessary information so a thousand songs in your pocket that's how to sell an ipod in one sentence 
And that's how they did it. And so much of Apple has been built on having um, technology that is very similar to its competitors, but much better marketing. So, um, you know, think how you could sell your offer in way less words and design your website. I think a lot of you that have like paragraph format on explaining your offers, um, if you get very wordy and you're very technical and you're not naturally a marketer, I would switch to bullet point format that will force you to be more concise and just focus on the true value and the real reason why someone's buying it. Think about, let, let me give you one more example for why someone would buy something. Think about a Tesla car. Eco-friendly is a value point. The fact that it is cheaper than gas is also a value point. Which of those is the reason that they buy? The reason that they buy is actually only the second one, is that it's cheaper than gas. And then obviously like, you know, faster, faster than most gas cars and, you know, luxurious and it's, you know, a great piece of technology. It's got so many reasons that you could buy it. But ultimately, I think a lot of, I think eco-friendly is the example that I'd like to make in that that is one of those value points that does not actually sell your offer because people care about being eco-friendly, but if they can't afford it, uh, and it doesn't make sense financially at all. Like if electric cars were more expensive than gas, how many people would still be like, yeah, but they're more eco-friendly. So I don't care about hiking up my gas costs, right? Like even compared to what they are right now, uh, unless it has that component, that economical component of saving money, eco-friendly is not a reason that gets people to buy something. It is just a cherry on top. It might get the, someone to choose your company over another company when everything else is equal um, is kind of what it does. But in terms of like, hey, it's way more expensive than gas cars, but it's also eco-friendly, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to really sell that kind of thing. So you need to look at your product and think about all your value points, but then really determine which ones are really driving the sale here. Like which ones that if we didn't have this going for it, we wouldn't be able to drive any sales. Think about those ones and make sure those are the highlight of your branding and your content and your website. And, you know, it has page hierarchy. Um, where it's higher than the other value points that are less important because, again, you have limited attention span. So with that in mind, you, you want to make sure you get your best points across first. So go back through your website, your everything, and you know do a little bit of rebranding. Uh, again, I think a lot of you really don't need to do uh, that much to your uh, graphic design. I think a lot of you are way better at that than me naturally. So that's awesome. Um, but if there are some things that you would like to change about your brand, especially as far as your branding, um, around your sales process goes, it's always a good idea to, you know, every couple months to make sure you go back through and just go over everything and make sure it all looks and functions how you would like it to. So that's what I like to talk about this week. Again, on Thursday, I'm going to drop a knowledge bomb on you guys on in marketing. I'm super excited to do it. I might put it on YouTube as well, just because I think it's going to be that important of a message for you guys. Stay tuned. It's going to be fun. And I think marketing will make a lot more sense to you after that. Have a great week until then.